We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello and welcome to another episode of Unscripted, the film show. You're here with Lewis and Rachel, whether you're listening live on Radio Fremantle or indeed listening later on the podcast, we are here. Um, Cecilia's on, she's not well, so she's not with us tonight, but that's all right. She'll be back. Uh, Lewis, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, was supposed to go last night to see um, uh, the film Uncharted, which I believe you went and yes, saw. Yes, I'll be reviewing that. Uh, but Yeah, because I was supposed to go and see Uncharted. Actually, originally I think I was supposed to be going to see a, a film called Falling for Figaro. Uh, oh, yeah, and that got cancelled because its release date has been pushed. Yeah, so this release date got pushed and then I was like, oh, cool, now I can go see Uncharted. But then Kat had won some tickets to go – well, not tickets, but yeah, uh, I guess so uh, – to go <laughs> to um, uh, this new uh, venue thing in Fremantle uh, called FOMO. And it's it's really the the area where uh, the Holy Moly is. Yeah. And so you got Holy Moly, you got bowling, uh, you got uh, Shy Johns, which is like an arcade. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously you can get drinks and stuff like that. And so she she won this thing. We can go there and play you know, mini golf as and bowling and arcade games. Uh, and we got a, a, a cocktail on entry. Yeah. And we could just have as much you know uh, you know drinks as we want until nine o'clock and got some free food and stuff. Wow, you don't want to turn that down. So I was like, oh, I really want to see Uncharted, but this sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we went and did that, and uh, yeah, it was really, it's really cool. Like, I like these little precincts because obviously, you know, Carousel, we've got that precinct there where we've got yeah. you know, Holy Moly with the bowling and the escape rooms and the karaoke. Yeah. And, uh, there's an arcade downstairs. They've done the same thing with Karen yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something similar at Whitford's. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Frio, yeah, bringing so it in. It's really good. So um, yeah, it was good fun last night. Uh, they had this uh, this ride thing. You know how I talked about D box cinemas? Yes, I saw that photo. What was going on there? Okay, so they had this ride, and there's uh, there's this game. I can't remember which console it is on, but there's these, these rabbit characters, right? Um, and uh, do the, they look like they're knitted? Uh, no, okay. Not sure, not sure. Because I was thinking maybe it was a thing from. Uh, PlayStation. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Uh, Sony PlayStation. Yeah, uh, but it was so. It was like um, a, it was a simulator. Yeah, and it was like a roller coaster simulator. So that made me very excited because Cat oh <laughs> and I haven't been on a roller coaster in a couple of years. Yeah, because of you know not being able to travel anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and originally we weren't going to go on it because we were like we well, you know pandemic we don't want to put something near our face where we. Yeah. But then we found that they actually designed into the the, the um, ride um, in the middle console there was some antiseptic wipes so you could actually wipe down the huh. thing yep. before you put it on your head. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, it's a little bit safer. We could. Do that, and so um, we did that, and then we put it on our head, and we decided to uh, ride this uh, like I think it was like a mine train kind of a roller coaster, and it was fully good, like really immersive, <laughs> fully good, it fully was, sick, mate. Yeah, but because the the, the, the deboxing is that the the chair moves uh, in in line with what you're seeing, like on your headset. Yeah. Um. So you get the feeling of like the movement and the immersion, and it was really good. The only thing that was let it down was the speakers weren't working. Oh. So if that was there, it would have been like yeah. absolutely fantastic. Uh. But yeah, so we were just uh, we were doing that, and it was it was really cool. And I, was, I think um, it was uh seven dollars or something per 
per ride. Mm. Um, but I still thought it was as long as you had the actual speakers working and everything like that, yeah. I thought it'd be really good value. Like, you know, if you haven't been on a roller coaster a long time, yeah. it's a great way to experience it without having to, you know, leave the country. Or you have a fear of roller coasters and you think maybe this is a good way to go um, through the phobia without actually having to go on a roller coaster. I think that person might freak the hell out. Really? Because um, there's... I was thinking of myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, you could give it a crack because worst case scenario... You just you take, take the, the thing, thing off. off. And then... You can't just get off a roller yeah, coaster exactly. in real life. Yeah, So it, it probably is a good way of desensitising yourself to, yeah. to do it, knowing that you've got that fallback and being able to just whip it off. Um, mm. So... It is was, it, it, could kids use it? Oh, heck yeah. Because I'm just thinking Bryce has never been on a roller coaster I wonder if he would freak out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Cause I don't know if there was a height uh, on it or anything like that. Because uh-huh. obviously you've, the, the helmet, uh, the, the, the thing that goes over your head, that's uh, suspended from a, oh, a cord. okay. So yeah. you'd obviously have to be tall enough so that could go on your, your head. Your noggin, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – most people could get in there, but I don't know how yeah. – how, um, it goes with kids. But, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I was just like – because I was kind of disappointed we weren't going to do it. Then yep. when we saw the things, we went, oh, cool, we can do that. Whereabouts um, in Fremantle is it? Because well, I'm just trying to think of what space there is. There's lots of empty space, <laughs> actually. Um, do you remember uh, where they had the Queen's Gate cinemas? Yes. Yes, yeah, so I – I think uh, – so you had the car park there and then the, the building where the cinemas were. Yep. I'm not sure if they've used some of that building or if they just knocked it all down and rebuilt. Right. But it's down – you go down these escalators and it's this massive cavernous area where the holy moly and the bowling and yep. the arcade is and the bars. When you say you go downstairs – yeah. You- you're going underground or are you going downstairs from being in the upstairs car park? No, you're going downstairs as in underground. What? Yeah. That's freaky. Well, Well, I mean, I just didn't think there was down... Oh, you know what? You know what it is? There used to be a mire there just opposite and I wonder if they have... Because they had a basement Mm, there, didn't mm, they? Yeah. Whether they've used that basement. Maybe, yeah, because I'm not sure. I was still like... Just not. It, it looks so different to what I remember being. Yeah. So I wasn't sure whether it was all brand new, yeah, or whether it was just they'd, they'd remodel what it used to be there. Because that old Miocene was so old and grotty. And just, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good fun. So if you're, you know, Fremel is is the uh, just it's great <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's amazing how over my lifetime Fremantle started off as crap and then it got good and then it got crap again yeah. and now it's kind of coming back into that good phase yeah like if you go to the west side of Frio where all the, these small bars are mm-hmm. you know you can just go from bar to bar to bar and they've all got their like different theming and all yeah. that kind of stuff it's some really good places there and I mean if you want to get um, authentic Italian uh, lunch yes you could go to Palapa, which is just across from the town hall um, and owned by uh, our lovely Arda who just left us. Um, she just did the show before us and I'm not just spruiking it because she's my friend. Genuinely, I have visited Italy and eaten the food there um, and this is like even better than the food that you get. It, like it, it is completely authentic mm, mm. and you know, they hand make everything, the pasta, the gnocchi. It's just, it's the bomb, I can, honestly. And the breakfast is great as well. I can vouch for that as well. Oh, I've not had breakfast there yet. Yeah. I know she makes a damn good coffee though. Yes, yeah. Mm, no, yes. so Fremala has got a, a lot going for it. So, mm. um, and now, now if you're into, you know, your mini golf and stuff like that, definitely go and check out the uh, that new area. It's really cool. Well, before we move on to Uncharted, um, so last week we were talking about Pam and Tommy, which is the TV series about the the sex tape yes. that came out. Um, how many episodes have you watched now? Because there, I know there's eight, but not eight have been released. Yeah, I think another one got dropped last night, but we haven't watched that. Right. So Chris and I have sat and watched three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at this point I'm hate watching it <laughs> because... Um, I found the first episode quite interesting, mm-hmm. you know, with Seth Rogen's character, Rand, who gets basically ripped off by by Tommy Lee mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, he, he goes and steals something um, and to compensate. But I, he's not using that word, though. He keeps saying the word wrong. But anyway, <laughs> that's beyond the point. Um, so the first episode was quite good. 
The second episode is literally just Pam and Tommy's relationship, was, which was incredibly quick. But the thing is, I've got nothing against Pamela Anderson. It's Tommy Lee's character. I really struggle because he's such an a-hole. <laughs> and, you know, it was a... Oh, honestly, it was a really, really hard episode to get through. It was like he's just... I just hated him. And then the third episode was okay. But, yeah, I just... There's no likeable characters other than maybe Pamela Anderson herself. Mm. Um, And I also feel a little bit like I'm part of the problem watching it because obviously Pamela Anderson would never have wanted that tape to get out. No. She was approached multiple times about the fact that this was going to be made and obviously didn't make any comments on it at all. But... um, you know, sources are saying she's not happy about it, obviously, because it's a hard time of their life. Um, and Tommy Lee is just like, yeah, any press is good press. So he doesn't care. He doesn't care. So and just from all reports, including that movie and other things, he is a D-bag. And it's so I'm just hate watching it at this point because I'm like, I have to finish watching it to see how it goes along. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, out of the whole thing, like she, uh, Pamela Anderson was the victim mm. of it in, because it was... As the females always are. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was, you know, the reason that, that got stolen in the first place was because Tommy Lee was a, a knob and, you know, didn't pay his contractors properly. And and, and that's just, a, that's a lesson for everyone, people. Like, treat your contractors with respect. Treat and, everyone with respect. Yeah, and pay them properly because, like, if you don't, then, you know, I, I mean, I don't... Stealing from people is not cool, but like you know, in this case, you can understand a little bit why why mm-hmm. he did what he did. Yeah. Um, but then you you know it's, it's releasing um, you know such a personal video. Uh, yeah, is, is kind of a douche move. So yeah, um, yeah. So he deserved, and that's why that's why I'm watching it to, is to find out what how how was it possible? Like, and what was the ramifications? That's what I'm really looking forward to, because yeah, like, I, I just, don't think there was any. Yeah, I still don't understand it. Like, if they like don't. Like and obviously I haven't re- looked into it, but if they don't, uh, you know, get uh, release papers or no, no, because no. they didn't get release papers. They, they just put it out there, yeah. Anyway, and they made a lot of money from it. Uh, like how, like, did, did Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee? Did they, you know, sue them? Did they take them to court? Mm. Did they press charges against them? Did they, these people go to jail and serve any time, or do they just get to keep all this money from mm. something that they had no right to sell in the first place? Mm. So it's those kind of things I find interesting. And obviously, because we've seen other sex tapes being released after that, yep. there must be some massive loophole in the law that allows people to do this. So that's what I'm interested to see. Yeah. Um, Because there's still, as I said, there's still like at least four more episodes to go. It's still available online to to watch. And that's what I'm wondering if maybe they made a deal where it's like, okay, it's out there, so you guys can just sell it, but we want to make some money out of it. Well, this is what happened with the um, Kim Kardashian tape is that she was informed that there was a tape and um, her mummager, uh, what's her name? Chris, right. Chris Jenner said they're going to release it regardless. Let's make some money out of it. Mm. And she got a $5 million payout for it. But she has still has to have a tape of her, something very personal out and about. Mm. Um, I know Paris Hilton, I think you, I don't know that her video is available online anymore. I feel like um, she's she's done something to, to stop that. Mm. Um but yeah, there's there's plenty of them, and it's unfortunate. And I mean, everyone wants to see them, but it's that's somebody, that's a human being, that's somebody's life. Mm, like, mm. you know, go go and watch something that's been where where the people are genuinely are happy for you to to share their their bits with you. You know, mm. <sighs> poor Pammy. The whole time we were watching it, I'm just like, this poor woman, and she had a horrible childhood. No wonder she keeps picking these rubbish human beings to be with. Mm, mm. I, I, I feel for her. But anyway, um, we might move on um, to the Uncharted um, uh, in a moment. Yeah, let's, we'll do that in a moment. Yeah. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. 
So last night I indeed went to the cinemas to see Uncharted. Oh, but before we, before oh, we do that, <laughs> can I just I just remembered there was another game uh, last night, and and I, I realised yeah, last night uh, you know because I'm now what forty five going on forty six this year. I, I love how you're like looking at me for confirmation, yeah. like I don't bloody know. <laughs> and uh, and, my, and my wife Kat is uh, you know like not. Same age as me. She's much younger, but uh, yeah, we're not spring chickens, is what I'm saying. And uh, and it was really cool last night while we were there, like you know, shooting dinosaurs. Uh, that I was just going, yeah, this 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 works. You know, it's uh, yeah, this it's this is why I love this woman. Is like you know, we're we're you know, getting out there and doing doing stuff. So so yeah, so we did. Uh, we shot dinosaurs. We rode a roller coaster. But one of the great ga- uh, games we got there is this Connect uh, Four game mm. where you've got basketballs, and so you're competing against each other to connect four it's like oh, it's, yeah, yep, it is yep. the game but you got to shoot the basketball into where you would normally well put that the just sounds impossible thing. no 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 it's not it's not because the great thing was they made the actual holes big enough so it's almost impossible to miss right um, and so yeah unless you may so it, it was great really good fun like particularly if you're like you know got a friend with you or you're obviously if you're there by yourself it's not great no. but uh. If you're in a couple or you got a friend with you, it's a you know, great game and it was uh, – yeah, I could have played that all night. But Sounds like a really good date night. Yes. Yes, it is. I think so. Yeah. Ah, I'm, I'm very interested in going now. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. So while you were doing that, mm-hmm. I was at Inaloo Cinemas um, seeing Uncharted. So um, this is the – this film is based on the movie Uncharted, uh, which came out... The, t- uh, the uh, game. The game. Yep. yep. Sorry, did I say TV show? You said movie. Oh. This movie is based <laughs> on the game Uncharted, which is a Sony PlayStation game um, made by, um, I want to say, Naughty Dog. And this is the first uh, Naughty Dog uh, movie to be made... Uh, sorry, game to be made into a movie and they have also they're also the makers of last of us which is um now having a hbo um tv series made of it so it it is the first of of some now it's it's not the first game to be turned into a movie there's plenty of them mostly crap mostly rubbish um but I have to say, I had really low expectations for this film and part of the reason was because Chris told me it was getting absolutely panned, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then the trailer kind of looks, it kind of looks dumb, right? Um, but honestly, I had so much fun last night. <laughs> it was really, really enjoyable. So this is sort of a prequel um, because in, in the game, um, n- the main protagonist, uh, Nathan Drake, is kind of around 40 and his sort of mentor is Victor Sullivan or Sully and he's probably closer to, you know, his mid-50s or whatever. And they're basically, I guess, fortune hunters. They're kind of like Indiana Jones, you know, where they're pillaging mm. and... Um, Sort of dodgy people, slightly, um, and you know, for ever, themselves. If you've ever played the games, mass murderers. <laughs> yeah, there's some killing in there. <laughs> um, they, they were good in this one. There wasn't maybe that's something they do a little bit later on in their lives. So this is kind of a uh, prequel and introduces um, how they how they become how they start working together, basically. So you've got Tom Holland playing a young Nathan Drake who, um, I've been told, looks nothing like the character. Um, But that's okay. Uh, That happens. A few years ago, everyone was like, Nathan Fillion for Nathan Drake because they do look quite similar. Um, So he is playing Nathan Drake uh, around 25-ish, which is uh, Tom Holland's actual age. He's working as a waiter, but he's also... um, He's a pickpocket as well and he's very, very skilled at it. Uh, and bef- when he was younger, uh, he and his his brother um, were very educated in the ways of um, sneaking into museums mm-hmm. and uh, trying to steal artefacts. So, but his, his brother got caught. He kind of left um, and said, you know, I've, I've got to go. I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he absconded basically and left Nathan by himself. So Nathan's working as a, a barman and, you know, just kind of 
you know, doing some dodgy stuff. And he gets spotted by uh, Sully, who is played by Mark Wahlberg. Uh, and he says, you know, uh, I've got bigger fish to fry. How about you come with me? And I won't go into the details, but they start working together. And their, um, their uh, goal is to find uh, a whole bunch of gold. So right. do you know who Magellan is? Who Magellan is? I think that's how you say it. So anyway, in the 14, in the 1400s or 1500s, mm. he supposedly um, was the first person to circumnavigate the, the earth, right, in a boat. Um, and the whole, the, the story goes, I don't know if this is true, I probably should have done some research, but the story goes that they were um, paid to do this trip to find gold and the gold was never found, it was buried somewhere and there's all these clues and there's keys that they use to, to um, get the clues and it's basically a treasure hunt, right? Mm-hmm. So, and these guys are convinced... They've, they've got one of the keys and then there's another lady um, uh, or another person, Chloe Fraser, played by Sophia Ali, and she has another key. So there's two keys, right, and they kind of work together. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, not trusting each other. There's uh, double crossing going on, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff, mystery. It. Mark Wahlberg has kind of described this film perfectly. He says it's a cross between Indiana Jones and the Thomas Crown Affair. Um, and I think that's a really, uh, with a little touch, like a little sprinkling of Pirates of the Caribbean, I added a that It's of that. Uh, just, 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 yeah, 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 just on the side. Um, so it's, there's a lot of stuff that you, like if you are watching it, um, with your brain completely in gear, you're going to go, well, that's not logical. Um, But don't do that. This film is designed to be fun. It's designed to um, make you laugh because there's part of their relationship and Chris, he's played the game, um, says there's a lot of, like, banter between the two of them, just the two main characters, Mm. Sully and and, uh, Drake. And he said it really translated on screen. So... Uh, and it did. I mean, I was laughing multiple times. It's just a romp, you know? Like, it's a bit of an adventure film. It's It's got everything you would possibly want. I I was surprised how much I enjoyed this film. Oh, excellent. Honestly. Um, there was a little bit at the start where I was like, oh, Tom Holland's just playing Spider-Man. And there is an element of that going on. Um, and the whole time I feel like I'm watching Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg play characters. But at the same time, I kind of don't care because it looks like they're having fun. Yeah. I reckon they had a blast making this film. It's also got Antonio Banderas who kind of plays, I guess, their nemesis. Um, and But their bigger nemesis is Braddock, uh, played by Tati Gabrielle. So she... Um, She's a bit vicious, so, but, but, yeah. So it's got your baddies, it's got your goodies, it's got your in-betweenies and, you know, plus it makes you want to go to Barcelona. It's, like, very, it's, like, very nice. I'm glad you said uh, about the Magellan's thing. Yeah. Because I I had no idea. When when we were in Tokyo Disneyland, one of their restaurants is called Magellan's. Right. And I just went, nice name. (laughs) Yeah. So now I know why. Uh. uh, Because it's actually in Disney Sea. And so it's all about like exploring and stuff like that. So ah. hence the first people, the first ship that circumnavigated the, the globe. So yes. So yeah. um, I am going to give this. Um, I, I was trying to think about it last night. Uh, I'm going to give this four cannonballs. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to try. I think you'll love it. I'm going to try and see if I can find like some people doing Nathan Drake cosplay because the thing is, is that. I think Nathan Drake, the character, mm. like should look like someone who's been through the ringer. Um, even I think even as a young twenty-five-year-old, he should still look a bit gritty and gnarled. Well, the thing is, he in this he's not gritty and gnarled because he's not really living that life yet. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, he's got these little pickpockety things that he does. Um, so it doesn't really get him into too much trouble because he's very, very good at it. Um, 
But, yeah, you can't get into too much trouble working as a barman. So, yeah, he's living uh, that life before before he gets into the treasure hunting stuff yeah. with uh, Sully. But I reckon this is a, one cosplayer playing with him. Look a bit more like that. That's what uh, he should really look like. Well, by the end of the movie, he kind of does. Yeah. Although this guy needs more stubble. So that's the other thing. Like, you, should be able to, you should be able to have to grow a beard. I know. Like, not, not grow a full beard. I'm just saying a bit of stubble for, yeah. for Nathan Drake. Because no, you don't have time to shave. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Uh, Sully is also clean shaven in this. Um, but later on down the track, we I don't know if they'll make more of them. I kind of hope they do. That It was quite a lot of fun. Um, and I think Bryce would like it. Like, it's, it's M, but it wasn't, like, scary. Hmm. Uh, I didn't think. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing it in the uh, the D box. Do you think the uh, the seat vibrating and slightly moving is going to e- enhance the experience? It depends. I, that would annoy the sh- <laughs> shenanigans out of me. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that kind of thing. But um, you might. I, 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 did, oh, I enjoyed it when I saw Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. So, yes, I'm, I'm pretty oh, sure. I tell you what, the, it's going to move a lot. Yeah. It's going to be moving quite a bit. Because I saw that, I remember that scene uh, where he's on the plane and a car and stuff is falling out of the plane. And yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that scene. Well, that apparently is straight from the, the game. Mm, so mm. Uh, there's, if you know the game, which I completely don't, there's a lot of, um, a lot of little, um, Eggs. Easter eggs. Thank you very I, much. I've <laughs> Including um, the the guy, the voice actor for Nathan, the gaming, Nathan Drake. He, oh, yes. He's in there oh, as God, well. What's his name? Uh, Nolan North. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very attractive looking man. He, I was saying to Chris last night, he looks like if he was around in the 50s, he would have been a really famous actor because he has that old school Hollywood look to him. Um similar to, you know, like uh, I want to say Donald Draper, but I can't remember his name. Why can't I remember his name? John Hamm. Thank you very much. Um, Just thanking my brain, (laughs) not Lewis. He's looking at other stuff. But, he, yeah, it's a very voiceover-y type voice he has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I, um, I played the game. Well, I played three of the games. Mm. I don't think I played the last. I think there's a fourth. I don't know if I played that one. It was back in the day when I had time, mm-hmm. which uh, I apparently lost. Um, but yeah, no, a really good game. Really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it translates to the, the big screen. Oh, I think you'll love it. Yeah, and if you don't. Uh something clearly wrong with you. I don't really <laughs> don't understand why it's getting such bad reviews. I think people have, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with people. Anyway, we're back a moment. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of <laughs> rum. Where, where, where did that come from? Uh, because Uncharted, you will oh, understand. Okay. By tomorrow you will understand that. You will understand enough. that reference, I promise you. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be very, very good. Um, I I haven't seen anything this week because uh, yeah, the only thing I was going to say was Uncharted. So yeah, um, I've just been watching telly. Uh, I, I've written some notes here, but yeah. you know, if you've got something to add to the ad, no, not not really. No, what what, uh, what have you got to speak about? I can. Ah, uh, so have you seen the trailer for Studio Six Six Six? Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Look. Um, I, I like their music, but don't ask me to uh, name any songs because you know how I am with music. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I do, I do. But I am going to go and see, I have not seen the trailer for Studio 666, but I am going to go and see the movie next week. Yeah. So, so it's got a very short release. It's only open for a week. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what's with that. Um, That's I think it's like people get a taster and then maybe they'll release it again for a little bit longer at another time. I have no idea, but... Um, maybe they just think it's only got certain, you know, fans of Foo Fighters are going to go want to see it. So maybe it's like a, a concert. Probably, they, they think probably. We don't, want to, we don't want to block up a screen for weeks on end if we get these people to, like, come, like... Specifically. This, yeah, this movie's coming out, it's Foo Fighters, you have a week to go and see it. Yeah. If you do not go and see it that week, you're not going to see it. You're clearly not a Foo Fighters fan. Exactly, exactly. Um, so if you are a Foo Fighters fan who likes horror movies or if you're a horror fan who likes... Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. um, then this this is the movie for you. Um, this is the Venn diagram. Like it is, yes. Fans. 
Foo Fighters fans, you're that little bit uh, in the middle. Yeah, the Work little tiny bit in the middle. Um, so That's why they're only releasing it for a week. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tiny little yeah. pie. little p- piece of the pie. Um, so, yeah, it's out next week at Lunar Leadable and Outdoor. And basically the Foo Fighters, uh, headed by, of course, the angelic Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. um, they are at their um, music head place where they have meetings. I don't know. You know, they're having a big old meeting with their record company. They have to bring out a new album and they're like, oh, we want to do something different. We want to record somewhere different. Um, So they find this house and they're like, yeah, I I love the sound of this house. I think this is going to be the new sound for for the 10th album. Um, But then stuff happens. So... Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of horror. But I don't think it's going to be like wet your pants completely horror. But, you know, Dave Grohl's funny. It's it's gonna it's a mixture of, like, humour and, and comedy, sort of like Shaun of the Dead, plus music. Mm. I mean, you know, it's got it all. So if you are a fan of the Foo Fighters, I'm sure you've already booked your tickets. But, um, you know, if you haven't, book them. Yeah. Dano. <laughs> don't be silly. I don't know. That, that uh, ride thing I was mentioning earlier, I found, finally found out what it's called. Right. It is called Virtual Rabbids The Big Ride. Righto. Yes. So, uh, so that's what you've got to look out for because it was awesome. Uh, I would love to have one in my, in my house. Like just, uh, you know, you feel of a day I need to go ride a roller coaster and you just go and jump on it and then you ride a roller coaster. I reckon they'd be pretty expensive. Probably, I dare say. I dare say. I, it would I don't be. reckon it's that affordable. Yeah, well, particularly if I had one in my house and I had to pay for it every time I'd used it. So yeah, uh, I think you could probably wrangle it so you don't have to pay it every you'd, time. You'd want free. You'd want to have the free rides on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna wrangle that. It's the best. It's the best game in the world for people who don't like playing games because you don't actually play the game. You just sit there and, and go for a ride. Uh, well, Chris, ha- I don't know if he's still got it, but he got that virtual reality thing that you pop on your head and you put the your phone in mm. it and do stuff. I don't know. I'm ter- I'm so bad with the game stuff that I normally just call it computer games when 99% of games are not played on computers anymore. So that's how like old school and not into games I am. Um, but I am playing Wordle every day. Yeah. Chris and I are playing Wordle. If you don't know what Wordle is, it's it's an app. There's a, a word. You've got to figure it out. There's one a day. You can only play it once right. a day. Anyway. I think also I think you just insulted all the PC gamers as well. Oh, I've got nothing against people who who play games on computer games. I, I on computers. I don't. I, what I'm saying is, I have no flipping idea when it comes to <laughs> games. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm I'm just so last generation because I don't even have like a, a PS5 and a a Switch and you know, all these kind of things. They're like seven hundred bucks or something. Those PS5s and they're really hard to get. And I only know this because Chris is trying to get one. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's. That's a lot of money. Isn't that funny? The world, the world we live in, where you can't get your hands on a like the latest PlayStation. Uh, I couldn't get my hands on the cheese I wanted yesterday. So. You couldn't get your hands on the fromage. No, I couldn't <gasps> find the fromage that I that I wanted, and you know there was only three lots of toilet paper left, and I got one of them. I was very excited. I've been what? looking for two weeks. Like you're you're part of the you're part of the the, the Perth metropolitan area. Yeah, um, it seems to be really like hammered hard. I mean, you must have a lot of hoarders in your area. Because, because, like, where my my area, where I I live, the uh, the, the the local shop, yeah. it's I walk in there and go, there's stuff here. Well, not telling you where it is because obviously I'm going to say, <laughs> I, well, I'm coming shopping down your I way. Don't, I don't want all the hoarders coming to our shops, but yeah. Well, yeah, you're I'm, only allowed to get one of certain items, but honestly, there's no rice, there's no pasta, there's no cheese, there's no. Wow. And it ends, but I, I think the train line has been fixed now, so mm. we'll be getting stuff shortly. Uh, so. I, I, I would not want to be uh, working at Coles or Woolworths distribution centres. That is going to be nuts. <laughs> I, I know someone who's like a logistics manager for Coles. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's going to be quite busy soon. They would have just been sitting there just for the last few weeks just going, well, we've got nothing to do here, nothing to do. And now it's just going to be like... <laughs> Hire more people because we're going to be just flooded. They're going to be knackered. They are because they've got to get. They don't have to just get the stuff in. They've got to get the stuff in and then get stuff out. So yes. that's, that's generally be, how it works. I know. I know. 
Cut out the middleman, go straight to the shopping centres. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, I mean, I've got a few things here, honestly, um, is last week we talked about the WA Made Film Festival, mm. uh, which is happening 10th to the 13th of March at Rain Square. Sorry, not Rain Square. Rain Palace Cinemas. Yep. That's what it is. Um, and our lovely Which is friend... Rain Square. Yeah. It's got lots of lots of films being shown. Um, but our, our friend uh, Alex von Hoffman is, of course, showing Evie there, which is very exciting. And I just found out today uh, that Flickerfest Camelot is also featuring Evie. Oh, really awesome. Yeah. So um, the Flickerfest um, short film festival is happening next week uh, on Thursday the 24th, 25th and 26th. And um, I believe that Evie will be probably in – I'm not too sure what days they're showing everything because you've got the best Aussie shorts, best international shorts and best short laughs, so the comedy portion. Mm. So he won't be in that one. Um, I imagine he will be in the best Aussie. Well, so, he did have a comedian in the movie. He wasn't being funny, <laughs> though. True. Okay. Let's be fair. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, it's always a blast. They've always, like, short films are excellent because if you don't like one, it's all right. It's going to be over in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and have a look at Camelot's website or uh, it's part of Luna, isn't it? That yeah. group. Uh, so, yeah, you, you can go and have a look at what's playing and the dates that you would like to. That's a great date night as well. There you it go. Is. You're just full of, you're full of good plans for date nights. I, I am. After Valentine's Day has already happened. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> celebrate Valentine's Day. I completely forgot that it was Valentine's Day until halfway through the day and then I sent a message and I'm like, oh, happy Valentine's Day. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we don't do it. Do you do it? You no, don't do it, do we you? We don't do it, no. No, no. no. I'm not celebrate gonna, love every day. Yeah, not going to fall into that trap of, uh, of greeting cards and uh, all that kind of, you know, palaver. Hallmark Day. That's yeah. what it is. I heard flowers are freaking expensive this year. Uh, they're just expensive all the time. Chris yeah. buys them for me occasionally and I want to tell him to stop because I know how expensive they are but I also really like them. <laughs> and it's really – because they just he just gets them occasionally. If I've had a really bad day at work or whatever, he, he, he just surprises me <sighs> with them and it's – I don't want him to tell him to stop, but they're very expensive. Yeah, well, you know my feelings on flowers. Yeah, you know, no. I've always, I've always said, like, you know, back in the day, uh, there was a, um, a brand of flowers. I think Interflora was mm. the one, and their slogan used to be uh, "Say it with flowers." And I was like, well, what are you actually saying with flowers? It's like what happens is you, you, you cut the flowers off, right, and then you bring them home and you put them into a thing of water and they slowly die. So what you're actually saying with flowers is I would like you to slowly die. So it's Aren't not we very, all just <laughs> slowly dying though? Yeah, so it's not a very nice sentiment. So don't say it with flowers. Save your money and, and buy something better with it. Say what, what would you buy instead? What is the – like if you've had a really terrible day, what do you give somebody? Whiskey. Whiskey? Or wine, like just just think about it. like the, what you what you would have spent on a bunch of flowers. Yeah, you could buy like you know whiskey or wine or chocolates or something else that you actually enjoy, mm. and then you will get enjoyment from it, and it won't die. A nice gin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, doesn't have to be necessarily be alcoholic, but you know, you, you, you get the, <laughs> there's a theme here yeah, with us, the, isn't it? Yeah, you get the gist of what I'm saying. I do, know. I do, I've, and I've always thought, you know, it's a pity. It's men can often buy flowers for women, um, you know, as a gesture mm-hmm. of like, hey, I love you. Um, but what do you get for a guy? Because generally speaking, they don't want a bunch of flowers. I'm like, do I buy you a little bit of Lego? Or <laughs> Well, I think what you need is a bouquet of beers. Uh, I, I think that's really what you I want to go for. you can for. do that. Yeah, I, I just a uh, you know, bucket of beers. Like I think that would if be... If you're into beer. If you're into beer. Obviously, again, we've fallen back into the trap <laughs> of alcohol. Um, but, uh, you know... It's almost like we've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Uh, but no, I, I think best... Right, right, I mean, somebody posted on uh, the interwebs the other day that the one time in a man's life where they generally end up getting flowers is when they're dead, um, which is very true. And I don't want flowers at my funeral because I don't want to have... Some Thing, like a, a misrepresenting my life because I haven't had flowers my whole life. So you want whiskey? Yeah, I want to be showered in whiskey. That's right. <laughs> and then and then settle and then light. Settle light. <laughs> exactly. Kaboom. Because it, it'll it'll cut down the the cremation costs. You know. Oh and look, then, you know that's a good point. But I don't know if it burns very hot. No. You no. need it to burn very very hot. Yes. To, yeah. to burn. 
to make cremains. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I don't listen to true crime podcasts at all. Um, Have you been watching the Ozarks? Oh, everyone keeps telling me that. And you know what? A few years ago I watched I think five episodes of the first season mm. and really liked it and then I got diverted to Shits Creek. Right. And then I Never looked back. watched all of that and I just I had just haven't been back. Mm. And I know it's very good. Some sometimes it's, it's kind of weird where you enjoy a couple of seasons of a show and then you go back and watch the next season and you just just doesn't grip you. Yeah. It's like um Snowpiercer. Love season 1 and 2. Season 3, bit crap so yeah. far. Hasn't gripped us. It happens. And I thought maybe it was just me, but I said to Kat, "Do you get in?" She said, "No, it's really not grippy. It's mm. ungrippy. It's not Velcro." <laughs> Oh, you need a Velcro it's, it's the TV opposite. series. It's, it's, a, it's like a pool ball. You know how they're a bit, <laughs> bit like there's no, no friction there. Oh, there's my no goodness. Friction. I, think, I think you're taking the metaphor too far. Yes. Um, see, Cecilia's not here for me to talk to about this, but um, there will be other people who are interested. Um, the Backlot Cinemas, yes. which is in, I want to say North Perth. No, West Perth. West Perth. Uh, almost Leaderville. Uh, I don't know exactly where that is. I've been there many times, but I forget the actual suburb. It's just off um, Newcastle Street as you get off the freeway. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, They are doing a book-to-film event with the movie Carrie, which, of course, came out in 1976. Mm -hmm. Have you found where it is? Uh, I'm getting there. Getting there. Just, just, just keep, uh, keep padding. And I'll get the keep address. padding. Okay. Um, so Carrie came out in 1976, which I think is only a couple of years after the book, the the very famous Stephen King book, was released. And so they are doing a book to film where they're screening uh, Carrie, and they're going to have a post film discussion with film specialists uh, Damien. It's either Spickier or Spessier uh, or not either of those mm. at all. And Claire Tunan. So um, that is happening Sunday the 13th at 2pm. Tickets are through Evan Bright, but you can go onto the Backlot website mm. and you'll be directed there. Tickets are only 15 bucks. And if you've never been to the Backlot... Which is at 21 Simpson Street, West Perth. Thank you very much, sir. Mm. Um, it is 100% worth your time and money. Um, it's a very small, um, independently owned cinema um, by a lovely gentleman called Ian, and it's uh, it's so decked out. It's kind of like you know, if you're an obsessed movie person, it is the exact cinema that you would build if you were a movie mm. buff. It's about fifty fifty seater, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's very small, mm. it's very intimate, it's got a great bar, um, you know, a great little seating area before mm. you go in. And so if you are interested in seeing Carrie on the big screen, um, it's not a massive screen obviously, but, you know, I would buy tickets soon because the tickets will, buy, will go out and then, you know, then you can chat to people about the movie, yeah. which is the thing I like about movies. I totes just remembered I've got a film to review. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, so, Murder on the Orient Express. Sorry, um, so Death on a Nile. Death on the Nile. Yeah. Look at you. Well done. Yeah. So, Death on uh, on the Nile is the uh, the. Well, it's not a remake because I think they've done several versions of, of Death on the Nile, uh, but this is the latest version of, of Death on the Nile. Uh, and this film is uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh and also uh, stars uh, Kenneth Branagh as well. Uh, and it is um, uh, obviously uh, based on the uh, the book uh, Death on the Nile. Um, is that written by the person who wrote... Um, dying on a train. Agatha Christie. Thank you. That's What's the, the train one? The train one is Murder on the Orient Express. Not Murder She Wrote. Not Murder She Wrote on the Orient Express. No, so just uh, just Murder on the Orient Express. So, uh, Death on the Nile is um, a, a movie about uh, Hercule Poirot. I can never pronounce it. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. I'm not um, even going to try. Yeah, uh, he is the the Belgian sleuth. Uh, uh, I thought he was French, but I guess Belgians kind of the same. Don't they speak French in Belgium? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. they're they're they're, uh, they're they're very similar peoples, mm. um, but uh, yeah, and he uh, has got this like amazing mustache. Like back in the day, uh, he used to have a mustache, but now this new uh, Hercule uh, has a very you know, ornate mustache, which has got like bits going up all over the place, and looks like it takes a long time to place every morning. Although I got a feeling it might be a fakie. Um, Oh, not no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. But this uh, the, the the film starts off in uh, World War One, uh, I believe, um, and uh, it's the film actually gives an explanation as to why he's got a mustache. I don't think we needed to know why he had a moustache, but they decided that they were going to do that anyway. Right. Um, I think it was, you know, character development because they were trying to give, you know, Hercule was, uh, you, know, a, a, you know, a master detective, a super sleuth. Um, but I think they're trying to flesh out his character a little bit uh, in this film. By explaining why he has a moustache? Well, there... Can it not be it's the fashion of the day and he likes it? There is other other facets there. Um, right. Because... Uh, as opposed to him just being the guy solving the crime, they want to give his character like a few more dimensions to his character. Mm. Um, and so uh, that's part of the whole moustache situation. Um, but I don't want to give it away. So you go go see this film. It's interesting though because like we went and saw this film with uh, our friend uh, Eugene or Alex, depending on uh, who, uh, where you know I'm from. <laughs> um, and uh, he's a massive fan of like older films and, and mysteries and detectives. Mm. And so he has seen all the previous like Death on the Nile and he's read the book and he, oh, he knows, wow. he knew exactly what was going to happen in this film. Yeah. But he still enjoyed the film. Well, you know what? That is really key. Mm. If he enjoyed it, the film, it, it must have been good. Yes, yeah. And so uh, in this film you have got uh, Kenneth Branagh who's playing Hercule, as we said, also directed the film. Very talented man being able to like juggle balls like that. Yep. Uh, you have got Gal Gadot uh, who is playing uh, Lynette uh, Ridgway uh, and she is a massively, massively rich heiress um, who has just got married to uh, Simon Doyle, played by Army Hammer, probably in his last role. I was going to say, don't think we'll be seeing much of him anymore. No, no. Uh, and uh, you've got uh, lots of other well-known famous people in this film as well. Uh, Letitia Wright, who's playing uh, Rosalie, uh, Annette Bennings in, in the film as well, um, playing the mother of another rich person. Uh, you've got Russell Brand in a very un-Russell Brand-like role. Right. Like not over the top or anything like that. He's playing this very sedate doctor. You, when you first see him, you probably won't even realise it's Russell Brand until you go, hey, hang on, tick, that's Russell Brand. Um, and, yeah, it's very, uh, very, very cool. Uh, Emily McKay is playing uh, Jacqueline, who is um, a jilted lover. So, yes, uh, maybe she's a suspect. Who I knows? I feel like it's like, an epi- it's like the game Clue. Mm. Yes, Pluto. yeah. Uh, you got uh, Rose Leslie, uh, who's from Game of Thrones, uh, yes. who is playing uh, Louise Berger, who is a, a French. Um, she's playing a French character. It's very, uh, very nice accent she's got going on there. Uh, Ridley Scott's in the cast as well. Can't don't know what he plays, but he's weird. <laughs> apparently in the cast. Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French are in there. Both of them. They are both in there, and nice. they're they're playing like you know. Um, Jennifer Saunders is the rich woman who, like, is very uh, communist in her ways of thinking and mm. has given away all of her money. And Dawn French is playing her like nursemaid. Nice. So French and Saunders back again. <laughs> indeed, together they are. again. Indeed, they are. Um, and uh, yeah, so you got yeah lots of people, and of all the people have got their little you know, eccentricities and stuff like that. And as would be suggested by the title, a death happens. Mm. On the Nile. It it is funny that Poirot, anyway. Hercule, let's go with his first name. Yep, HP. It it is funny that he just, he seems to go on these trips and someone dies. I reckon if you're on a trip and Hercule rocks up, you just piss off. I know. Just get off that train or that boat or that flight. Just, Just leave. Yeah. How he how he's got any friends, I don't know. I don't know. Really? Every time he rocks up, it's just death, death, death. Get out of here, Hercule. Mm-hmm. I'm not inviting you to parties anymore. People no. just die. Mm. So, yeah, but um, it, it's a great film, though. Really just um, 
like the thing I like about it is even though you're going you know back in time, it's a period piece. He seems to be able to make it contemporary. Mm. Like I would love to see like a version of Dracula written by uh, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. I think he could do a very very good version of it. Like um, I don't want to see like to get to. Um, the, the way that the Bram Stoker's Dracula Francis Ford Coppola did, like it was very um, uh, stylized and stuff like that. Yeah. But the way that Branner makes uh, the the uh, Agatha Christie films, I would just like to see him do like some of the horror films yeah. like that. Yeah. That'd be very cool. Uh, mm. But yeah, I was <laughs> I was yeah you know, I was expecting to like it, and and I liked it. And there was some really there was some really good cinematography in there as well. Uh, most of the film is you know set in Egypt, mm. um, so you're seeing some like your know, grand pyramids and statues and and those kind of things. Um, yeah, I I just um, we couldn't be happier with this film. It's yeah great. So I am going to give uh, Death on a Ni- on the Nile. Um, four little guns. Four little guns. Little guns. You have a little gun. <laughs> you don't want to hear that in the bedroom, do no. you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a movie that's out today and is playing at the Palace oh, okay. Cinemas. Cat is just Cat has just sent through a pronunciation. Oh, pronunciation guide. Pra row. Pra row. Pra row. Pra-ro. 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 Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm definitely not saying it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fail. Fail for me. Um, Hercules Pra-rat. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> Um, there's a movie that's out today at only one cinema, um, and that is Palace Rain Square. And if you are a Celine Dion fan, which is why if you're listening live to Radio Fremantle, I'll play the Celine Your Dion Your heart will song go on? Right at the start. No. Oh. Um, it's a film called Aileen, and it is loosely but very closely based on the life of Celine Dion. So um, the the main character, Aileen, is being played um, by the person who also wrote it and directed it. And uh, she initially, a few years ago, started writing a biopic about Celine Dion, but she was struggling a little Mm. bit. So it was suggested that she just do a different character and just loosely base it on Celine Dion. But it's got... It's it's pretty close to her life. Like it's it, you know she she gets discovered. She's French Canadian. She's uh, gets discovered very young. She gets told to fix her teeth. Uh, she she has this manager who's a lot older than her that she falls in love with. Um, yeah, if you're a Celine Dion fan, it's basically that's what it is. So um, that's out today at Palace Rain Cinemas. So and just one very quick before we disappear, um, the Jewish International. Film Festival is on next week until the 16th of March, so 23rd of Feb to the 16th of March at Luna Cinemas. 35 premiere films from 20 different countries, including 22 feature films, 17 documentaries, six short films, and an episode of a TV nice. show. So it's it's well rounded. So um, if you're interested in finding out a bit more about that, go to jiff.com.au. Uh, jiff.com.au so excellent excellent we'll be back next week thank you very much for joining us as always bye bye and of course i go to play something from youtube and there is an ad at the start Uh, so apologies for that and now we'll begin we got these oops sorry (laughs) we're still on the air (laughs) diz down under is intended for entertainment and information purposes only Any external audio played on this podcast is for the purpose of discussion and are the property of the copyright holders. All original content is the property of Diz Down Under, a podcast produced by the gentlemen of pop culture, all rights reserved. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.